The Herringal, one of the iconic sounds of the Isle of Man and coastal areas of the British Isles for centuries. However, its numbers are in serious decline, so much so that it's now listed on the red list of birds of conservation concern on the island, along with other well-known and loved birds such as the oyster catcher, the puffin and the cuckoo. However, unlike them, whilst known to everyone, it is after all what most people mean when they talk about seagulls, it isn't, it seems, well-loved. I'm Howard Kane. In this programme, we'll try to discover what the problems are, what can be done, and perhaps crucially, does anyone care? They were the first bird to be protected here because they used to clean up after the herring girls. When the herring girls were gutting the fish, all the mess on the harbour side was cleaned up by herring girls. So Tinwald protected them way back in 1863 or something like that. So a really useful bird for us because they clean up our beaches, but they'll also clean up your ice cream. Herring gull. And numbers on herring gulls, are they staying steady or have they gone up or down? No, sadly they're not. They're going down. They've halved in the last 10 years or so, uh, possibly because they're eating the same sort of junk food that we eat. I don't mean Davidson's ice cream, that's a good thing to eat. But if you go scurry, scurrying around rubbish tips and opening black plastic sacks, mm. then you're going to be eating rubbish. And that may be the reason. Uh, they're also being pushed off their nesting sites to some extent by disturbance, which is a shame. We should keep away from herring gull colonies during the, um, during the spring. Now, I don't know whether you can hear any gulls today. You can probably hear the sea in the background down at Peel, looking out across the bay on an early autumn day and we're down here specifically to talk about one aspect of life on the Isle of Man or life around the island's coasts and that's gulls and in particular herring gulls and actually as we're standing here just in the lee of the wall looking out across the bay there appears to be no shortage of them there's a lot also turned against the wind in the way that they do comparatively quiet actually for herring gulls. We all know how noisy they can be on a good day, and I'm sure you've all got your own tails. However, of late it seems there is definitely an issue with gulls and that their numbers are falling. So we thought we'd explore this in our little programme today to sort of find out more about A, what the issue is with gulls, the perception that people have about herring gulls. Does anyone care whether their numbers are falling or not? What would happen if we didn't have gulls on the Isle of Man, or herring gulls in particular? Would it affect the island's overall image, for better or for worse? And to uh, start us off in this discussion, we've come down onto the beach with Laura McCoy and Lee from the Manx Wildlife Trust. Now, Laura, you started this off to a degree when we were talking a while back. You're something of a, a herring gull fan, would I say. Is that right? Yes. No, I do like them. I think they're very char characterful. And for me, uh, they're one of the things that epitomises the seaside. And one of the things that I noticed when I first moved here about four years ago was, you know, the noise, like just living next to the seaside. And, and part of that soundscape is the sound of gulls. And, you know, 
working with sound as you do, if you were doing a recording and trying to set the scene for the seaside, one of the things that you would like to have in the background is that noise because that's what people think about when they go on holiday with buckets and spades. Uh, it's just all part of it and, um, and I think they're intelligent, acrobatic, um, resourceful birds and um, they don't deserve the reputation that they have. Well, there's one view. Uh, we've got Lee here from the Manx Wildlife Trust as well. A gull fan or a herring gull fan, Lee, or not? Yeah, I'm a herring gull fan. There's a, there's a famous poem about the sea by a guy called John Cooper Clark, who's a bit of a punk poet, and he yeah, talks yeah. about a thousand shrikes as, a, as an image. And as a kid, you, you think about herring gull sounds. And so, yes, I am a gull fan. Looking out today, as I say, we, they're actually fairly quiet as we're standing right here at the moment. They do have a bit of a reputation. Now... Recent numbers, and the red list has been published just quite recently, I think, of birds of a conservation concern on the Isle of Man, and people might be surprised to see the herring gulls there. Yes, uh, I, I was shocked when I... because I learnt about this, um, the, the survey work that went into putting together this incredible survey um, a, a couple of years ago and how they were kind of building together all of that data um, the amount of trips and counting that they they put into gathering as much information as possible and it was really impressive and um, and I really appreciate the work that Manx BirdLife um, and all of the biological recorders and, and ornithologists you know put into it and and when they said oh yeah the population here has dropped by something like 85% um, I was like, what? Like, I just couldn't believe how drastic that was. Um, and that that number, that, that percentage drop is in a relatively short period of time, a matter of a, a, a couple of decades. Um, and I was just like, my gosh, you know, that is a, a signal of a serious, serious problem. And um, so, yeah, so I, I, I wanted to find out a little bit more about why but also I want to understand the situation in terms of people's perception of them to help uh, garner more support because I think they do have a very mixed reputation um, the you know us here are all all look on them quite kindly mm -hmm. but I know that their reputation uh, precedes them and some people really 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 dislike them and some people even do them you know would like to do them harm and I would love to try and switch that around. My co-presenter on late lunch recently moved to Peel and along with buying a house without knowing it adopted a baby girl. This is the sound of one of the baby gulls coming towards me. There are two of them. Currently one is in my garden, approaching me on the decking right now. And the other is on my kitchen roof. They started on the chimney and uh, I think they somehow both, as they decided to try their wings, ended up kind of falling <laughs> into these different places. I think it might be feeding time. They both seem quite hungry.
and that I think is exactly the sound that Laura's talking about, the iconic sound of the Isle of Man, a herringal squawking, honking, call it what you will, calling from a wall somewhere around the outside or down by a shore somewhere pick your beach anywhere around the Isle of Man. You've been here a few years now, Lee. Do, have you noticed any change in the numbers or are there is any evidence you've seen as to why the numbers might be declining? The stats we've got, look, Laura talked about surveys, so the 1969 survey, I think it's 85 to 90% down. One thing that Max Wildlife Trust and MNH are doing jointly is on, is on the calf. So that they're, a, they're a key species for us in terms of what the calf team are doing in terms of ringing birds. And so that's actually one of the things we're hoping you know, anecdotally, what have I seen in two years? Now, I couldn't say I've seen less herring gulls in two years, mm. but we're keen to, you know, to delve into this and see what it is. And, and part of that, part of the answer to that is the survey with the, with the colour ringing. So we'd certainly like people, if they see birds colour ringed, herring gulls, you, you know, the big numbers, take a picture and let us know. But, um, yeah, I, I've not seen a, a notable change, but the stats, you know, the survey from 2017 compared to 1969 is a is an 85 to 90% drop and we, we'd like to understand that we want to know why because we if that graph keeps going then there is a risk that they do disappear and do we know how the Isle of Man then stacks up because again we're saying it's iconic on the Isle of Man of course it's hardly unique to the Isle of Man it's widespread across the UK is this mirrored in the UK yeah the the, the, the population declines across the UK from you know a quick google search that the stats on the RSPB it looks like over the last 30 years that they reckon there's a 50% plus drop across the whole of the British Isles. So you, you might say that we're actually worse with an 80 to 95% drop here. Now, the trouble is, again, it's we've been talking about perception there as well. And uh, again, you've just heard the gulls as we've been talking. We've been looking at the beach as we walk down towards Peel. Have we got a, a problem here that, that no one's going to believe these figures and say no 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 it's just you know it's the conservation lobby it's the green lobby they're just sort of making this up there's no issue you only have to go out and see the number of calls to see it's not an issue well i have to say i i, I did get mugged by a seagull in douglas my herringal recently in douglas that, that swamp you know swooped down and took my sandwich and it, it cost me a lunch one day i think i think the the thing that we're keen that people understand in the Isle of Man is that the way that people behave impact on the way that the herring gulls will behave. And, and I think that issue about, you know, if, if the food source of them at sea is declining, be that through climate change, overfishing, industrialisation, whatever those reasons are, if the, if, if the food source is declining and there's an easy food source in land, be it from rubbish bins or people feeding gulls, their behaviour probably over the last certainly over the last 10, 15, 20, 50 years will have changed mm. and, and the two factors come together. So we, we put um, a post out on social media recently about herring gulls and, and we raised this issue and, it, and it, was, it was good. It got quite a, I wouldn't say heated is the wrong word, but people have strong opinions. You know, people come back saying, what are you on about? You know, these things, are, they keep robbing me and there's lots of them. What, what's the issue? And probably there's a bigger conservation context than this, is that sometimes what you see in a, in a, in a close, if it's, if it's pinching your chips, is not the bigger picture. And, and one of the things that, that we and MNH are keen to do is through this, hopefully this, this radio interview will be a tiny bit of getting people to understand that there is a bigger picture. I think even the, the most hardened people that were, you know, I wasn't too happy when I got mugged by a herring gull in Douglas. <laughs> But I did sort of smile and admire the bird for the fact that it had nicked my tuna salad sandwich. Um, and maybe it's nicking my fish because there isn't much fish for it to go and get for itself. So I, I think we, we want people to understand that there is a bigger picture um, and that, you know, we, we, we need to consider that because we don't want to lose them. So what about the concept then, as we were saying as we came down, Laura, that, again, a critic might say, well, look, 
there might have been far more goals in years past when we had a big herring industry. There's more around now. The numbers have fallen because they've fallen down to what is now a sustainable population. Yeah, and I think for me, it's, you know, humans tend to live their lives and carry on um, and some and often don't appreciate the impact that they're having in a wider picture as and so you know they're called herring gulls because they used to eat herring and then we like herring as well but we're very good and efficient at, um, at harvesting things so we liked herring and needed you know the herring to feed people so much that we virtually wiped them out and there's compared population wise of herring you know there's a lot less now than there used to be and so the herring girls are like well where's my dinner <laughs> like they used to be there and we carried we, you know we were using that food source for thousands of years and now it's not there anymore what do we do and then we were very uh, gracious and giving them our landfill sites so then they had an alternative food source to go to from our waste and they and they did that very effectively and and i'm sure everyone's seen pictures on the television of of lots of gulls um on landfill sites and and then of course we said all oh, landfill isn't very good for the environment so we're going to stop doing that and we're going to cap them and then all of a sudden these gulls are left with with nothing and um and so their population i mean i think that's probably one of the contributions of you know why their populations have dropped very drastically recently is because you know we've we've kind of taken away that artificial buffer mm. that they had which maybe we would have been signaled earlier on that their numbers were going to drop but we kind of eked them out giving them something else to go to so um and and i guess it always comes down to um we don't ha we don't have any more right to be here than anything else you know we we constantly put ourselves first and it's like but they deserve to be here and they were here a lot a lot longer before us so you know we have to try and be understanding and kind towards other living things and appreciate that um if you lose the odd sandwich every now and then um you know they've lost an entire food source so maybe we should just accept it and and be more careful you know if you don't want to lose your sandwich then sit under a shelter outside of a cafe or don't wave it around or and and i have seen i've very fortunately have not been mugged by a seagull yet um <laughs> but, I, but I, yes i know and but i've seen people be mugged by them and the acrobatic skill that i saw it and i was like wow I mean, I was I was impressed. Um, the person that had their ice cream stolen was not Less impressed. So. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Morris from Manx Bird Life. The numbers of herring gulls declining as they are is telling us that our natural environment, particularly our coastal and marine environment, is not healthy. And what do you mean by that? Do you mean it's polluted? Do you mean there's been a sort of change in habitat for them, or...? I think it's an indication of many things. Um, part of it is our own behaviour um, as, as, as humans and the way that we're affecting the natural environment. Um, you know, our, our presence brings with it a lot of waste food, and that's probably the single reason why we, we consider herring gulls to be a problem in our urban environment. But it's also the way that we're treating the seas. I mean, we have depleted the seas of fish and um, the web, the, the food, the food web is depleted, and seagulls are opportunistic scavengers. They're pretty near the top 
of the food chain. And uh, when the food chain is not healthy, uh, the indicator species such as herring gulls suffer. And, and we're noticing those declines very significantly. Do you think they could actually disappear from the Manx landscape? Or are we just talking about their numbers perhaps dropping down? In which case, maybe some people would say, well, that's not an issue. That's a really good question. I, I, without being alarmist, I think, yes, we, c- we could do. Because if we look for the precedents, they're all around us. Uh, the European population of herring gull is crashing. We've got 10% of the birds that we had um, 50, 60 years ago. Um, they make up about 1% of our biodiversity here on the island. And if we look at other gull species, such as lesser blackback gull, um, it's, it's not too much to um, perhaps think that lesser blackback gull could be extinct as a breeding species on the island within the next 10 years. Uh, we've only got about 30 pairs left of lesser blackback gull now. Great blackback gull, we think there's around about 80 to 100 pairs less. We had many, many more of those. So perhaps those are the forerunners of what could eventually happen to herring gull. So what do you think we should be doing then? Clearly things change. I mean, the the way we live and work changes and has changed quite significantly over the last 50, 60, 70 years. And I guess there's not much we can do about progress and and, and the way we change our lives. What could we do within that, do you think, to actually help stem this decline? Well, I think there are two ways to look at it. Firstly, herring gulls are coastal birds and they're declining because of our impact around the coast um, in the seas. But um, since about 1945, they've started to nest in land. And I think they see buildings like uh, pseudo cliffs. And um, they need two things to nest. They need somewhere safe where they're not prone to predators and they need food. And while our buildings will always continue to provide somewhere for herring gulls to nest, if we take away the food source which they find in the urban environment, that will stop them nesting. So I think it's quite simple. I think what we'd like to see is an increase in herring gulls in the right place, that is around the coast and uh, on the seas. But I think in the urban environment where there is conflict and um, you know, one understands that while herring gulls don't set out to attack us, all they're really interested is the food, the, the chip we might have in our hand or the pasty we might have thrown in the bin. I think if you're um, not someone who's used to dealing with wildlife, it can be quite intimidating. Um, but if we simply stop throwing rubbish away um, carelessly, um, if we don't leave our litter bins open so the birds can get at them, actually very quickly we will find that herring gulls will find it pointless trying to nest in the urban environment because while they might still have physically somewhere to nest, they won't have a source of food. Do you accept, because obviously you're working with birds all the time with Manx bird life, there are certain species, things I'm thinking like maybe the chuff and some of the smaller birds, some of the songbirds, they are very popular. People really like those birds, that they are concerned if they see the blue tit disappear or the sparrow go down or the starling numbers perhaps on the decline. Herring gulls generally, and as we've been trying to see in this programme, aren't well loved. Do you think that makes it a bit of a an uphill battle from the point of view of, of trying to convince people, yes, we need to be concerned. I'd concede I think it does make it an uphill battle. You know, as a conservationist, I look at herring gulls the same way I look at any other species of bird. It has a place in nature. It provides an ecological service. It actually provides a service to us as people. Um, it's naturally a scavenger. But I guess it's large. It's noisy. Sometimes it's in our face. It's successful. 
And it's surprising how, as a, a competitive species ourselves, we don't like things which we consider to be out-competing or um, successful. And I, I think because they are large and noisy, we are much more likely to, to be worried about them. You know, there are many other bird species. If you think about pigeons, for example, the, the doves in our towns and cities... Some people don't like them because they think they're dirty and um, they they um, spread disease. Um, but most people like them because they're small, they don't make a lot of noise, they sit quite happily on your hand eating a bit of grain or a bit of food. And although the behaviour of rock dove is absolutely parallel to the behaviour of herring gull, I think because herring gull's that little bit bigger, noisier, seemingly more aggressive, then we don't like it. Well, if there's one place you might think about the sea and the seagulls, it's Peel. I know, maybe you might think Port Air and Port St Mary, Castletown, your favourite part of the coast. But Peel and seagulls always seem to have a bit of a link, don't they? Whether it's down by the bridge or the quay or the fish kiosk or the kiosk on the promenade or one right down over by the breakwater. Let's see what a few of the folk around Peel think about seagulls. You can't think about walking along Peel's seafront without thinking about seagulls now, can you? Herringles, seagulls, what do you think of them? Do you like to see them around town in Peel or not? Don't mind them, like, but uh, some of them need uh, culling because they attack down, take your sandwiches, and then when there's kids eating ice creams and stuff. Too many of them. Would you be surprised to know their numbers are going down? Yeah. You would? You think there's still plenty around? Too many around? It's, it's plenty around here, but it's just the ones that are attacking the kids and that. I've been walking in town and I've literally just got to eat straight beside you. Go take on. it off you. So, yeah. Uh, Not a fan then? I don't mind them. Like, it's just the odd one. Just the, There's obviously ones that are getting fed. It's obviously encouraging them. No, I like seeing the wildlife. Do you like herring gulls around town or do you think they're a pain it's in the proverbial? They were cold. Oh, you're not a fan? No, not at all. And why is that? Well, they're just a nuisance, aren't they? You can't get any peace, certainly, when they've been nesting. And don't get me wrong, they're only doing what they've got to do to survive. But uh, there's uh, too many of them now, I think. And yet you'd be surprised to know then all the figures indicate, apparently, their numbers are going down. It doesn't feel like it. Certainly, it didn't feel like it in the summer. But, uh, you know, people have different opinions about them and it, you've got to accept them as well. Do you think you'd miss them if they weren't around? Of course you would. But they've just got... There's just too many of them. But then it's our fault, isn't it? Because they're only feeding on, on what you know we're producing and not getting shut off. I like herring gulls, but I like them where they belong on the coastline. So you don't like to see them in town? I don't like the way that they populate the town, no. But, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a herring gull. It's just that they've bombarded us, if you like, with, with coming into town, but no. Would you be surprised to hear that they're now on the red list for conservation on the Isle of Man? Their numbers have been going down so much. 
That's really hard to believe, isn't it? Because we have so many here. Yeah, I find that. Do you think they actually? I mean, do they add anything to the town with their calls and their antics and wheeling in the air and such like? Or would you miss them? I don't mind. Of course, I'd miss them. We all like birds. We all and we all like herring gulls too. It's just maybe that once too often when they sort of feeding on the curry that's left lying around and so on. That's the problem, isn't it? So perhaps if we didn't leave the mess, then... Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, they belong here. I'm not saying to get rid of them by all means, but... Too many of them. Too many of them? Yeah. Would you believe that their numbers have been going down? They're now on the red list on the Isle of Man for birds for conservation concern? No, not in Peel. Maybe the rest of the island, but not in Peel. There's loads of them. Too many? Too many. <laughs> would you be in favour of trying to conserve them? Do you think Peel and the island would be a worse place without them? Uh, I wouldn't miss the noise that they make all the time, but it would be a shame if you didn't see them at all. So, And I wouldn't want anything horrible to happen to them. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to call or anything like that? No, 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 no. They can just go, maybe go and live where they should do, over on the cliffs, away from the houses and rooting through your rubbish. I was going to say, do you think it's because we just leave too much rubbish know. and burgers well, no, and things like that? You see them on the promenade in the summer and you can, you know, they're cheeky now. They don't mind swooping down to try and get something off you. So hopefully, yeah, they'll survive. They'll keep going. Any views yourself? Hate them? Love them? In between? I appreciate when they poop on my car. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Mm-hmm. But other than that, just part and parcel of the Alaman, isn't it? I see all the people at TT getting excited over a seagull, but they're everywhere, aren't they? So. Would you miss them if they disappeared altogether, if the numbers died down so much you hardly ever saw one? don't think they're ever going to disappear, so it's just part of the Alaman, isn't it, really? Herringles. What do you think about herringles? Uh, a pain, yeah. They're vicious, actually. Uh, they're lovely to look at from a distance, but they're very attacking around here, so... Uh, there seems to be loads of them. That's <laughs> probably not the answer you want. Well, no, the, the answer is whichever one you give. The, all the science seems to indicate that the numbers have been dwindling fairly rapidly. They're now on a red list of birds of conservation concern on the island. The numbers have been dwindling so much over the last 10 years. Would that surprise you? It is surprising, yeah. I think they've moved away from the sea and moved into the towns, actually, through COVID. Nobody was having chips on the front, so they've gone into the towns now. But, yeah, I'd be surprised to say that they've dwindled. Would you miss them if they weren't around? don't mind them in small doses, but not when there's so many of them. And as I say, they seem to be quite bold and attacking people for their ice creams and their chips. So, yeah, they're all right in small doses. <laughs> I don't really mind them. I don't mind them at all. As long as <laughs> you don't eat in front of them, they're all right. <laughs> and do you think the sort of, you know, the wheeling in the air and the calls and such like adds something to a place like Peel? Uh, it would, yeah, when the seaside's so near, it would, yeah. You would miss them with regard. Yeah. I think so, anyway. So this is the sort of the nub of the issue to a degree, though, isn't it? And that conservation is tricky and can be an uphill battle at the best of times. Yeah. But even with something like, I don't know, the, you know, the, the giant panda, which everyone seems to love because yeah. they're big and they're cuddly yeah. and all the rest of it, if you've got a species like the herring gull, which generally has a very bad press, are we sort of, to coin a phrase, peeing in the wind trying to protect them because people just think, you know what, I just don't care. Yeah, um, and, and so I think 
that's our job as, as conservation organisations, is to try and turn that message around, for, to try and get be, people to look at the environment in, uh, with a, maybe a different point of view, to, to realise that we have to live within this planet, this beautiful blue dot um, and treat and be caretakers and to understand that we're part of a network of, of things and and that we you know we we need to be gentle in the way that we deal with it and um, yes occasionally there will be species that don't fit in our lovely neat um, clean lifestyles um, but that you know we have to work with what we have and protect what we have because you know, one species may may not seem as important, but it's it's a whole food web. And um, and if you think of it, uh, I think of the analogy of a brick wall. You know, if you you punch enough bricks out, and that brick wall isn't gonna last, it, all of a sudden you might get a catastrophic drop. So you need to treat every single species with just as much value as the other, including ourselves. So what about this then, Lee? Obviously, you do a lot of work within the Trust. Max Wildlife Trust is there, obviously always going out and educating people about the importance of the environment, the importance of conservation, species protection, pollution, all these other issues, of course. Is this something which an organisation like the Trust, for example, should be working on to maybe educate people about the importance of something like herring gulls? We do, and I think everything we do from engagement when people visit the calf team or from from what dawn will do with education sessions i'm sure herring gulls get mentioned for me i think having been in the isle of man now for nearly two years and proud to be ceo of max wildlife trust i think one of our biggest challenges is that the fact that this island is such a wonderful place now that might sound crazy but because it's such a wonderful place and people know that we've got such a wonderful natural environment I think there's a tendency for, for a lot of Manx residents to say, we're wonderful, what, 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 what are some of these conservationists talking about? You know, it's a great place, we all know that, but we shouldn't be complacent. And that's where I think our exhibition about extinction and the fact that we want to talk about herring gulls as an iconic bird that everyone knows and that everyone's got a view on is, is really, we're hoping, a good conversation about conservation enabler that will get people to think about that bigger context and you know a little bit of good news you know the numbers this year on the calf have actually gone up nesting you know nesting herring gulls have gone up and there are herring gulls in front of us now and I have to say genuinely and and even those that get mugged a lot by herring gulls I can't believe they would like to go to Peel and have the fish and chips and not have a herring gull there as part of the experience And, and I think that's what we want people to we want people to to value the Isle of Man it's wonderful but don't be complacent and, and, and actually there is a bigger bigger picture and, and maybe little changes can make a difference for some of these animals that share the planet with us. I appreciate they are herring gulls, I know they're protected but they live in, you know, Birmingham city centre now. They are not coastal beings and it, I, I know they're following the food. We create the issue with litter and mess and everything so we've only got ourselves to blame. However, 
they only ever splat on your car when you've just washed it they only ever splat on your laundry when you're in a hurry and you've, you're hoping it'll dry off quickly for a nice evening out or something it's straight down the middle have you ever had one splat on your head not a nice experience but as you you've mentioned yourself they're basically the reason they're there is because of us if we hadn't messed up their other habitats and maybe cut down on the fish and the places where they would be and left so much rubbish lying around and burgers everywhere and things for them to eat they wouldn't be there I totally agree. Um, I suppose it's one of those problems that we've inherited from previous generations. It's not a new issue, but we certainly don't do ourselves any favours by, I don't know, leaving fast food wrappers on Douglas Head, for example. I notice a lot of litter around there. So, uh, yeah, no, we do cause the problem for ourselves, but it's a pity that it's got to this stage where you can't even have a sandwich in peace. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan, no. Why? Because they steal your food. They make a big noise and they poo everywhere would you be surprised to know that they're in great decline here on the island i would be surprised to know that because you do see them an awful lot pretty much everywhere you go and so would you be in favor of trying to keep them basically here conserve them would you rather you know would you care in other words if they if they died out altogether on the, on the island i think if i understood the importance of them perhaps i would care more at the moment i can't profess to care that much. If you're in somewhere like Douglas, for example, where they're very prevalent, they can be a bit of a nuisance, especially if you've got food around, but maybe in the more remote areas of the island, it maybe isn't so uh, prominent, I guess. So again, I suppose it completely depends where you live and how much you see them. Would you be sorry if they weren't around? Do you think they bring something to the Isle of Man with the antics in the sky? I know the, the pooing's been mentioned often enough, but their calls, again, iconic, are they not, of the Isle of Man? I think someone, to be fair, someone who has a greater environmental and uh, wildlife knowledge would be able to answer that a bit better. I think it's a case of figuring out how they contribute to nature as a whole. So it's, uh, I don't think I'm in the best position to answer that, but I'm sure someone else is. I don't think I'd encourage them, but I certainly wouldn't kill them. <laughs> no. Do you think they bring anything to the island or do you just think, oh, what a bloody nuisance? Yeah, probably the latter, but I'm sure they're, they're, they're very nice to a lot of people and they do make... An unusual noise, particularly at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and would you be surprised to hear that they are, all the figures indicate, they are in massive decline? They are, yeah. And I heard this recently in an interview with, with the uh, museum, and I think it's something in the tune of 86%, which is quite staggering when you see how many of them there seems to be around. So would you be in favour of work being done to make sure the numbers stay on the island? Oh, I think so. They're part of the, part of the landscape, aren't they? Absolutely slaughter them, remove them from any unnatural habitat, let them carry on where they're supposed to be on cliffs and everything, but in terms of the um, population, get rid of them. I'm sick of them doing their business on my washing, and I've seen them eating small animals and lovely little kittens and lovely ducklings, and I just think, yeah, go, 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 get rid of them, destroy, smash this herring gull. You're not a fan? No, I'm not. Optimistic about their future then, Laura, or not? Um... Watch this space. I would like to be optimistic about how people treat the environment. I hope that people start to understand the importance of protecting it and loving it and embracing it. And so I'm, I'm doing my best to uh, help with that. But as with all of these things, um, we're just going to have to wait and see. And Lee, do you reckon we can convince people to love herring gulls more? <laughs> I can think of a couple we may not convince to love them, but I think even begrudgingly I, I, I go back. You know, wouldn't it be a sad world if you, if you went to watch the sunset in Peel 
and had your chips and you weren't waving a herring gull away. It would be a sadder <laughs> world, wouldn't it? My thanks to Tweet of the Week Supremo, Tim Earle, Christy Dehaven, Laura McCoy, Lee Morris, Neil Morris, Mike's radio colleagues and the folk of Peel in making this programme. Now, where's my pasty? Where? It was there a minute ago. Right, who's got it? Where's that pasty? Where is that pasty? 